Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Yay, can we please just give me a tiny bit of applause for um, publishing a couple episodes uh, consistently for the past few weeks. Obviously, that's kind of like giving me applause for something I was supposed to do already, but huge feat for me considering that I am making a very slow rebuild when it comes to this podcast, when it comes to consistency, and just getting re-inspired with all of my different content channels. So I'm taking this as a little win as my third consecutive episode released, and I'm planning on releasing a fourth next week. So today's episode is on legal mistakes that I wish I did not make. Um, I'm really excited to be talking about this one, mostly because um, if you've been following me on Instagram for a while, you probably know that I've had some pretty difficult legal battles over the past few years. My legal battles, I mean non-battles. They are legal issues or situations that I've had to enter into that have just been really unpleasant. Some of them being client-related, some of them being student-related when it comes to my design course, um, XYZ, different little things that popped up with other creators and other creatives as well. And I have always had a really tenuous relationship with legal situations, with conflict. I have never really known how to approach them and I always felt myself getting really, really anxious and overwhelmed whenever those things would come about. But I have come out of the other side of the tunnel or whatever you say in that idiom and I definitely feel a different mindset when it comes to legal conflicts always I will be anxious about them anytime that they come up I will always be upset as I feel like anyone would be but my approach to them is so much different now I feel a lot less powerless I feel a lot more um, in control over what gets to happen next and so I wanted to spread some nuggets of wisdom with regards to legal mistakes that I've made in the past that I think that you should avoid. Um, These are things that I wish someone would have told me when I was first starting out. I think that part of the online space you know, does tackle a lot of contract related issues but unfortunately I wasn't really on that part of the community and when I was first growing my business and first growing my design skills, everyone tells you to focus on the the skill part or focus on the design style or focus on, you know, clients and focus on the business aspect, but people forget to tell you or maybe I just wasn't listening um, when it comes to, to contracts, when it comes to legal stuff because going back and having to work on all of that now, like two years and two plus years in business has been really um big in terms of like time and money invested and had I just done the work and been better with getting my legal ducks in a row in the beginning I probably would have saved myself a ton of heartache that isn't to say that a lot of these things are my fault when people take advantage of you and especially clients and and students people that you're supposed to trust when people take advantage of you that is like almost always never really our faults for being too trusting or or believing the, the best in people but there were things that I could have done to have made things easier on myself to p- protect myself better and these are the things that I um, would like to recommend to you so 
Um, here are four major things that I wish I had done better or hadn't done and I would recommend that you fix or you avoid doing as well. So the first thing is having um, passive income products and courses. If you have either of those things or planning on you know, releasing any of those things, you need to have a terms of use agreement ASAP. And I mean like immediately, like if they're on sale right now, take them off of the market, put together terms of use or purchase a, a, a template for one and re-release them with these terms of use. So the reason why this is so important is um, your products and your courses are your intellectual property and they need to be protected as such. Um, it's different when you know, you're, you do the branding for a client or website for a client. It's kind of this like agreement between you two and also in your contract typically that, you know, the intellectual property belongs to somebody. Um, they can't, you know, resell it, reproduce it, XYZ. But when it comes to things like workshops or templates um, or any sort of content or resource that you're putting together, it's so easy for people to um, resell it or repackage it or take that information that they learned from you and try and resell um, it in their courses or XYZ things. And I've had that happen to me before where someone has taken questions from my brand strategy questionnaire and just put them in a completely different document and tried to sell them on creative market. Um, I also had somebody take the content that they learned from one of my free workshops and then turned around and turned it into a Instagram post, um, trying to like sell or sell their services or their expertise using information that they learned verbatim from me and technically because i didn't have any sort of terms of use for any of my workshops for any of my products i couldn't necessarily have a legal claim or legal grounds to go after these people and force them to stop and so that is the number one thing that i regret is that i could have stopped a lot of that reproduction of work a lot of the theft and protected myself a bit better because i put a ton of work into all of my passive income products and tons and tons of work into my course into my workshops and i always do my research make sure that all of the information in all of those things belong to me and so when i see those bits of information floating around and about um with people that didn't purchase my stuff or people that i'm trying to monetize what they've learned from me um that's when um, I get really disheartened about being a like a resource for the community. And so I, you know, don't want to have any of those feelings in the future. I want to always make sure that I'm inspired and feeling good about creating these resources. So having that terms of use protection is huge for me and it will be huge for you if you start producing anything of that nature. Similarly, um, number two, not having a terms and conditions slash privacy policy for your website is one illegal. Um, I'm pretty sure, um, I mean, also, I should disclaim before I actually continue the rest of this episode that, like, this is not formal legal advice. This is actually just not legal advice at all. This is just me kind of recounting things that I wish I had done. Um, whether or not you follow them and however they work out for you, it is not my responsibility. I just have to say that. Um, so, yeah, not legal advice. And you can't necessarily call any of this um, like formal instruction. So, anyway, moving on. Um, but I'm pretty sure it is illegal to not have a terms of condition and privacy policy for your website. Um, even if it's not legal, it's just, you know, really, really not smart because when it comes to websites, which I, you know, was not privy to this information before, but when it comes to any sort of web platform that you're hosting yourself, um, those platforms collect data on people's usages and, and IPs and, you know, techie underground stuff like that. And should anything happen, I don't know what, 
these potential things are, but should anything happen, you really just don't want to be caught up in all of that. So yeah, just believe me. Um, get a terms and conditions and privacy policy drafted ASAP. Um, you can get a template for these as well. You definitely don't need to have them written from scratch. And that's kind of the case for a lot of these things. I really recommend using contract templates for these. Um, if you're interested in getting any sort of contract template that I have, you know, tried and true and tested, um, I will link them in my Instagram. Um, so yeah, I would keep an eye out on my Instagram account slash um, look for the Design Diaries podcast Instagram captions in the post um, and I will be linking the templates that I recommend in there. But again, not legal advice. Um, okay, so those are the first two things. Like, So one, terms of use in terms of conditions and privacy policy for products, courses, and for website. Um, these next two are a little bit less cut and dry and a little just a bit more like you know, be warned situations. Um, and the third one is like using a contract that you don't understand is probably the worst thing that you could do for yourself as a creative and a business owner. Um, and unfortunately, it sounds super, you know, simple and easy, um, but it's easier said than done. Um, when you get a contract, it's really hard to um, read every single sentence and test that you know what it means because you'll read it and you'll be like yeah 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 yeah. like I, the gist of this is xyz and like this means that generally but then whenever you go into for example a client dispute and they're like disputing maybe one clause in your contract and you're realizing like i actually don't know if this one clause that we're fighting over means what i think it means to the extent and the detail that my client is is like requesting that i provide um, that's when you kind of get into a bind and then you have to go and run and look for a lawyer and then pay a lot of fees to have them basically just translate it for you or to negotiate that for you with your client when you could have saved yourself a lot of trouble and a lot of stress and anxiety if you just get a contract template that you understand plainly and clearly um, in the first place. So um, how I recommend, you know, we're going about this is getting a contract that uses just a lot clear language like that doesn't have all of that legal jargon in it um, or even booking like a an hour con consultation with a lawyer um you, you know, typically they're like 200 to like 500 dollars and you just sit in this meeting you go through every clause and have them basically or you can have um your doc open and take notes on like what does this sentence mean what do these five sentences mean together like xyz um and that will just help you one, feel a lot more confident when you're just entering into any client project that you just feel more protected. And two, whenever you do come across those clients with questions, concerns about different clauses and things, you can actually handle them yourself um, or at least, you know, feel a bit more confident about handling them. So yeah, so using a contract that you don't understand is almost as bad as like using a software you don't understand. There's just so many things that could go wrong. So many like time sucks, you know, a lot of Googling, a lot of uncertainty um, and it's so much more fun to design when you know a platform really well it's so much more fun to deal with a client when you know exactly what kind of agreement exists between you two so yeah make sure you know what every single clause every single term means for you and what it means for the client so 
um, it should get to a point where if XYZ situation happens, you know for certain that this is what you get out of it or this is what happens next because it's listed and written plainly in your contract and you know for certain that's what it means. Um, so the contract template that I will be um, suggesting to you on my Instagram accounts um, is written this way. It's written much more easily um, or much more easily. It's, it's understood much more easily than the one that I was using previously and um, the lawyer that drafted them is wonderful and she does book these like calls where you can go through them but they also come with um, workbooks and they come with tutorial videos that you can watch alongside the templates so that you know um, what everything means without having that extra call so yeah um, the next thing that I would recommend to you and I say this really lightly because I know it's a, a really privileged kind of thing or action to be able to take but I really recommend that if anything happens with a client or with a student or with um, someone that has taken a service or product from you um, I recommend you take action and or figure out what your the steps to act are my biggest regret or legal mistake that I feel like I've made is that I didn't take action after like the first time and I let it kind of become known on my social media that I didn't want to, you know, to get a lawyer. I didn't know what to do. And on one hand, it, it was helpful because I feel like a lot of people in the community resonated with me and I was able to be transparent about like just not knowing how to move forward when these legal things happen. But at the same time, I think I did open myself up to some uh, more vulnerability because people saw me as an easy target they're like okay Alyssa has spoken so openly about not knowing what she's doing and about not wanting to get a lawyer involved so that means that I could probably get away with doing something too and so even if you're not talking about it explicitly like I was on your social media making it known that you don't take legal action not taking legal action in your head also kind of convinces you that you're powerless and I think that had I just done something about the first client that screwed me over you know whether that was like hired a lawyer you know um sent a cease and desist or you know just even just talking to a lawyer about my options I think that all of the following conflicts would have been resolved or dealt with a lot more swiftly plainly with a lot less stress and a lot less anxiety about being powerless so that's more of a psychological mistake that I feel like I made and less of like a actual legal situation but yeah not taking action after the first time and just letting it fester and become this like you know black hole of of conflict that I just never dealt with really took a toll on me and really made me avoid the legal conversation for so so long probably over a year and that just put me deeper into a hole where I just had this stack of legal things that I needed to take care of and statute of limitations I felt like had run out not like literally but kind of in my mind I was already over it so you want to tackle things when they upset you when they come up when they're relevant for your business because that's really the only time you'll be motivated to go through all of the legal um, hoops and, and things and I think that is the time to really give yourself power give yourself the motivation to like not take things lying down um so yeah and then you know the fifth one that I'm adding on right now kind of superfluously is don't necessarily worry too much about the money um and that sounds honestly really dumb now that I'm saying it out loud <laughs> but um longer the a big reason why I didn't 
speak to a lawyer or didn't invest in contracts was because I was like, wow, that's a lot of money. I could probably get some for free somewhere else or I could probably go on like lawyer reddits and figure it out myself. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I'm paying a lot of money now um, retroactively because I had done that, because I had DIY'd it. There are a lot of things in business and a lot of things in, you know, design education that I think you can DIY. And I talk about that a lot on my Instagram. There are things that you can get for free that, you know, can supplant the, the paid options. But when it comes to lawyer stuff, um, it's really not worth it. And I think if there's anything that you should be investing in, it really is that sense of security and protection um, on a legal written and formal manner that you just really can't do yourself that you can't get from you know coaches you can't get from courses like you need to get them from a lawyer you need to get them from somebody with that degree that passed the bar that is going to make you feel 100% safe and protected because you know when I was using that free stuff I didn't have that full confidence every time I entered into some situation that I was in the right, that I knew about what I was doing. And that did trickle down into how I dealt with things. And that ended up costing me money too. Um, so think of it as an investment, not only in yourself and your business, but also in your mental being, also in your business's you know, future. And also think of it as an investment in the, the way that you'll deal with things in the future. Um, rather than thinking that you're losing out on like, a few hundred dollars for these contracts you're also saving yourself money for potential legal suits you're saving yourself money for um legal consultations and you'll be saving yourself money for for you know potential refunds or potential waived fees that you don't have to be waiving or don't have to be giving because you know in your contract that you are entitled to those fees and xyz things so i i feel like you can hear it in my voice that i'm getting kind of like worked up over this <laughs> this topic in particular but i just want to reinforce the idea that like taking legal action or not taking legal action is 100 a choice to you but the number one thing that i would recommend is just knowing is just having that knowledge confidence and layer of security so that way you can make the decision that feels best for you don't not take legal action because you don't know any better or because you're afraid to or because you don't know if you should or not take legal action or don't take legal action because you know in your heart and in your mind that that is not or it is what you want to do because you have the knowledge and you have the foundation legally through contracts and through lawyer services that you know what's best for you without any ambiguity without any second guessing when you have that second guessing situation come up that is really when things will start to kind of splinter and you'll get debris from just all of these conflicts that will kind of pile up on you speaking from experience i mean one or two co legal conflicts that happened last year sent me into a spiral and i had to take a huge mental health break from the business which ended up costing me like a whole month's salary which is a ton of money for a designer so um you know, realistically, yeah, I've spent a couple grand, you know, in the past few months, you know, healing all of my legal issues. But had I done this, you know, two years ago, I probably would have only had to spend, you know, a handful of hundred dollars um, rather than a handful of thousands. So hopefully this is a mistake that you all can avoid. And I am more than happy to, you know, answer your questions 
be really frank and honest about you know what I've gone through how I'm handling it um, and I'm, I'd really really love to potentially have my lawyer or a couple of my lawyers um, join me on this podcast or join me on my Instagram for a live or for a workshop to talk more about this but for now the best I can do are um, the episodes for this week and next week on contracts on legal stuff and then also um, providing you with links to those contracts that I um, highly recommend and are using currently. So that is it for this episode on legal mistakes that I've made that I hope that you can avoid. Let me know what you thought you think about this episode and talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.